Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time! While exploring the depths of the Temple of Bethek, our heroes set themselves upon a group of blood death knights and their ghoulish minions. Having defeated them, they find themselves one step closer to the basement of the temple, but what will they find when they get there? We rejoin now as they discuss their next steps, as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. So I was looking, and I recall that I that we were tr trying to figure out which way to go because we've got two of the flames, and one of the the flames is still underwater. Yeah, and correct. We tr so we were gonna like figure that one out in a minute. And then we don't know where the fourth flame is yet. And we were deciding which direction to go. We, we decided to put a pin in the, the, the water flame. And we were deciding which direction to go next. And that was either up the stairs or down the stairs. Did But didn't we come in a, through the down... No, they're both up the stairs. So all the doors, all the all the stairs have been taken care of. What we're doing right now is, I think we took one of the um, death knights, and we're going to throw it in the water to lure the piranhas away from the underwater flame. And one of us is diving in to get the last torch. Okay, so we're not putting a pin in, in that one. We're wait a minute. No, but we still don't know where the last torch is. Uh, we'll have to check the north door. Yeah, in, in this room, the only doors that you haven't gone through are the one in the very, very far north and the one in the uh, northeast. But you you do know, having mapped out the remainder of the area, that that door is like it goes into the place where you fought the, the DKs. So you're yeah. like, all right, well, just, you know, knowing the layout of the dungeon now is like, OK, well, we can go through that door later if we need to, but. So basically, you've got your your area on the far west where the piranha water was, where you saw the green torch, and then mm -hmm. there's a, the door to the to the north. D did y'all want to take care of the piranha water thing? We were carrying around the death knight, so I feel like it's best to just get it done instead of lugging around a death knight. You just carrying him over your shoulder like a big bag of rice, like what? what? I think Joe picked it up, or Butch. Someone's carrying a death knight around, so I feel like we should dispose of it. We, I, I can't remember who it was, but I sure do. I, I sure am appreciative of, of J Job uh, carrying that death knight around for us. So uh, let's get us a flame. Let's, uh, you know, 
This this death knight was just waiting to get eaten, I suppose. So, uh, Job, you gonna help us put put this in the water? Yeah, man. Let's do go. Let's go do it. Uh, so as you walk through this area, I mean, it's again, you're walking through a couple inches really of like red tinted water. Things are like kind of gross in here. There's this platform in the middle that's at about the same level, but it is dry. It's surrounded on all four sides by these pillars that have this like magical energy to them. The two that you've like set torches into have that same magical power going all the way down to ground level. You're able to easily, you know, make your way across to the other side of the temple. Uh, you know, nothing new or exciting jumps out at you at this time. And you're able to, you're going to head all the way to that section in the bottom left, right? Bottom left. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Between the two rooms, flames in the bottom right of the two rooms. And oh, yeah. there's a gap in the wall there. So we were able to see that the light was coming from underneath that gap, that the wall divider. So that's what we're going to throw the body in and lure those uh, those piranhas away. Yeah. So we're going to head down to the bottom left and then there's two like little rooms. There's piranhas and then who's... Was it Ari that was going to grab the fling? I think we thought Falcus might be the most nimble one. I don't care who does it, but probably it would be me or Falcus. I made the assumption it was probably going to be me to dive in there. I like, I like sacrificing you instead of Ari. Yeah, I, I, I figured as much. Yeah, you know. mm. that's why I volunteered before I was voluntold. Told. <laughs> All so as you guys, if you as you guys get over here, I am going to start stripping down somewhat, so that at least my boots aren't soaking wet and. Most of my clothes aren't soaking wet. Are you, are you doffing your armor as well, or? Because <laughs> I mean, I think you're wearing, you're wearing leather armor, right? Unless it's gonna weigh yeah, you down. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you have cow, to be wearing like cows are made out of leather, and they stand out there in the pastures under the rain. So I guess I would be fine diving in with the leather on still. Well, I was I was asking because heavier armor. I couldn't remember what you were wearing, and heavier armor would would interfere with swimming. You're a fighter, but you're not you're not wearing like Yeah, I'm just wearing light armor. That's it. Okay, so what happens next? Um waiting for these guys to get ready. Yes. We shall go down. But I want you to also like if if for whatever reason they go through that faster than we're anticipating, can you be prepared to make a big splash and keep them on that side. What? <laughs> uh, whatever you want to do, use the flat of your axe. I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, all right. I, I thought you were going to ask me to, and I, I would have been, I would have been honored to uh, tell your family that, that you, you died sacrificing yourself for a f- troll fire. But if, if that is your request of me, then Absolutely, I, sh- I shall splash the water with my axe. Thank you have you. my axe. <laughs> Are you ready? Yep, let's do it. All, All right. right. So, what's the what's the actually what's like what's the order of stuff that happens here? I my my go to dive 
and I'm going to dive in as smooth of a fashion as I possibly can to minimize my splash. Is as soon as I see the fish on this side, zip over to the other side. That's my go. Okay. So I guess Job will throw the body, and I imagine Job would say something like now or throwing, like he'd give some sort of heads up that he is throwing it. Okay. You ask him to do that. He turns like in the direction of the rest of your group, which is further down the hallway, and goes, all right, one, two, three, and throws. Uh, I'm going to do, let's get a, um, nah, it doesn't matter. He, he hurls this, uh, this body out over the water. It doesn't go too far because it's like an armored body. Like it's heavy, but Job's a, a big, strong cat. He can, he can toss some, some stuff. Splash hits the water. Suddenly the churning and, 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 you know, movement of several schools of what look like real rough looking fish all start making their way across toward the body and they're starting to swarm pretty seriously. All right. Falcus is going to carefully dive in, minimizing as much of a splash as possible and head for that torch. Okay. Uh, It's about, I forget what I said last time, like 10 to 15 feet deep. Take a deep breath, start swimming down. Uh, let's get a athletics check with disadvantage due to your exhaustion real quick. I'm just curious to see how well you're <laughs> doing forgot. here. You still had that. <laughs> Nine. Okay, this isn't super easy to do because you are swimming through, you're, like you can see what you're swimming toward, but you know, you are you're swimming through with your armor on with your you know you have some of your equipment still on you you're distracted by the fact that there's all those man-eating fish just a few feet away and it's been a long day man like your muscles are sore like it's tough as you start to go you said you rolled a nine total yep Uh, i'm going to do a uh perception check for the fish and nine is going to be the dc here Oh my god, they rolled a natural one. Fantastic. You, they are engrossed with that body. Super engrossed. You get all the way down there, you grab the thing, you start to swim uh, your way back. I'm gonna, I don't know, man, on a natural one, I think they they completely ignore you. I think that they were too focused on the fact that they have themselves a protein-rich, non-struggling feast before them. This, whatever's going on over there, we'll worry about that some other time. That worked out great. You climb out of the water and you guys have that green torch with you. I didn't expect a natural one there. I figured with the perception check having such a low DC because you biffed your athletics check, uh, some (laughs) of them were going to come and attack you and I was going to get to deal more damage to you, but for some reason, I don't know what it is about you guys, man. Like, you have this uncanny ability to just quietly avoid some of the things I've... Because, like, I think so far in Zul'Gurub, you've dodged, like, three random encounters. Just because of the way, like, the dice have come up and whatever. Like, you guys are doing... You are doing alright. We're the trifecta. What do you expect? (laughs) Evidently, what I should expect is multiple natural 20s against an arena troll, is what I should expect. Uh, You have this thing you I guess start to you know re-equip and get you know shake yourself dry like a like a cat or something I don't know and then um, what happens next from here figure we throw this torch into the elevator 
and check out the next door, the last door. Okay, perfect. You make your way up to the door on the northern side of the room. It's a large, metallic, heavily reinforced doorway. I will, well, metal and heavily reinforced. I'm probably not going to hear much. Um, take a look at the lock. Or is it, does, can I tell if it's locked or if it's uh, got a locking mechanism on it? Uh, yeah, it does. And it does appear to be locked. Oh, um, I have a panther key. I am going to use the panther key. It fits exactly. Perfect. I'm going to take a quick little step off to the side, turn the knob and push it open. Okay. You take a step off to the side for presentation or because you're afraid of fireballs? Like, well, what's what's the deal here? Because <laughs> I'm afraid of fireballs. That's why. So Falkus, using his expert rogue skills to pick locks by using the key that fits in the lock, uh, opens the door, stands aside, is afraid of fireballs, and then you see that the door opens into a quiet chamber. Uh, on the other side of the door, the floor here is not wet anymore. Uh, the, the water doesn't... It's not that it's magically stopped at the door, it's just this side of the temple is dry. As you enter in, you see that there are a number of stone platforms that rise a couple inches up above ground level. And on those stone platforms, you can see that there are three large stone sarcophaguses, essentially, um, like large stone tomb casket looking things. You see that uh, there is a pathway. It's a large square room that has a pathway to the left and a pathway to the right. It's illuminated in here by all the same sort of magically glowing blue torches, just like you had seen previously. Okay. I'm definitely not going to disturb any sarcophaguses. I'm going to check out the hallway over here. Sarcophagi. Sarcophagi. As you look down the pathway, you see that it's a hallway that goes... uh, Let me grab my measuring tool that goes about 50 feet and then turns to the north. Um, On either side of the hallway, you can see closed doors and it is lit as, you know, the rest of the area had been. Uh, As I walk down this hallway, I'm going to check the handles of the doors. They are closed. They do not appear to be locked. Okay. Uh, Each one, I just like to crack it open and take a peek inside. Okay. Um, Which one do you start on? I'm starting on, so heading down the left-hand hallway, um, as I'm facing down the hallway, the first door on the right. Uh, okay. You quietly peek into that room, and you see that it looks like it's a living space. Uh, you see a bed, you see a chair, you see a table, you see um, you know, a place where someone might keep personal effects. Uh, but it's quiet, it's dusty, uh, it doesn't look like it's been disturbed recently. Let me see here. Yeah, it just, just looks gonna, like a residential space. You're just going to ignore all these uh, sarcophaguses? Well, I don't want to disturb the dead. Now, unless they want to disturb us, then that's a whole nother issue. Oh, I'm just not going to talk about the dead guy we just threw into the fish, but all right. Keep, Ooh, okay. keep, keep looking. Keep looking. We're looking for a magic flame, and you're going into bedrooms, but keep looking. I'm I'm sitting over here, uh, j- just just ready to, to pounce on whatever attacks you. <laughs> Let's go. It's all good. Second door on the right. 
Okay. You guys want to check the other hallway, the other side? There's two more doors on that side of the wall as well. Oh, let's split the party. Famously works very well. Yeah, I'm going to I think it'll look, be fine. I'll look through this door, which is um I'm I'm like 5 feet from Falcus. I'm just like a little bit south of him looking at the door on the left. Okay. And then I'll take the door over here on the east, which is still like 10 yeah, feet all away these, from me. We're yeah, all, all these like, doors together. are a couple of feet apart from each other. Are you open yours again? It's another seemingly residential space. Uh, you, you know, you look around, you see, like I say, a table, you see a chair, you see, you know, a place where someone might keep, you know, personal objects of one flavor or another. Uh, Butch does the same thing. Um, again, same deal. It's another, you know, residential space. There's a large troll skeleton in it that as soon as you open the door, it turns to look at you. Its eyes start to glow red. It goes, <laughs> and then uh, it attacks at you with its there claws. There you go, Butch. Are we counting that as a surprise situation? Uh, no. Because you guys are like, like you said, you're on the lookout for the bad. Uh, so no. I'm just flavoring that that's how the troll react, the troll skeleton reacts to your presence. I'm going to ask for an initiative out of everybody real quick. Butch rolls 22. Focus with a 24. Oh, does uh, a check, right? That I'd have to roll with a disadvantage. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Butch and Falcus are still suffering the effects of the exhaustion from the poison. Dang it. Any kind of ability check is rolled with a disadvantage. That does include initiative. 16. Falcus's uh, disadvantage roll is a 21. And I've already updated Jeez. my turn order. Y'all guys quick on the quick on the upkeep here. This is fantastic. You told you, you. You said it didn't count. Attack, and so I just uh, rolled. I'm like, eh, initiative. No, no, no. I'm saying that like those are high initiatives. Like your oh. characters are are your characters respond rapidly. Uh, Falcus, from behind you, you hear the door open, and you hear the <laughs> of a potentially threatening thing that you turn around and look and see a like. So again, this place is sized for troll-sized beings. Omi and, and Job are on the smaller end of that scale. This skeleton was not. Uh, he is towering above Butch. You have a clear line of sight on this creature. What would you like to do on your turn? You said I have a clear line of sight? Yeah, because Butch is like six feet tall and the troll is like ten feet tall. So you can, like, he's you, you got like a whole four feet worth of body that is unobscured. Nice. Um, yeah, I will unload uh, an arrow into him. If he's within range of a friendly target, do I get I get a... V- sneak attack. Sneak attack. Yes. Perfect. Does a 24 hit? Uh, yes. That is 11 piercing damage and one sneak attack. Okay. And as a... Fifth level fighter, I have extra attack, so let's throw another arrow into his head. Does a 28 hit? Yes. 12 piercing. All right, perfect. This thing starts off with (laughs) covered in arrows. Uh, Do you do anything else on your turn? That is all I've got right now. Okay, Ari, you're up. The room next, this room is quiet. In the room next to you, you can hear the sounds of something's going down. What would you like to do on your turn? I'm going to head to the room, so 5, 10, 15, 20. 
I think I have... Where, where's the skeleton? Sorry. I feel like my vision is being weird, but maybe not. Are there no lights in this In the room itself, room? there aren't any lights, no. Okay, so maybe it is correctly. So that being the case, there is some lighting in the hallway. You should be able to have some visibility, but if you literally can't see the character then that would accurately reflect the lighting situation and you would be if you had like an attack roll or something because you're having a hard time seeing the like if it's in darkness you wouldn't be able to see it right okay so i can see it i want to go my 30 feet puts me right here which is still within five feet of the skeleton but i'm 10 feet from butch and i am going to do thunderclap so i'm gonna come in and I'm going to jump and pew, but thunderclap. And uh, constitution save of 16 is what I need. Okay. Natural 20. Well, it was for dramatics. <laughs> so. Uh, let me double check to make sure that natural 20 is from save. Because like I said before, there's that special effect. Saving throw. Okay, yeah, everything's normal currently. That's it, that's all. Okay, Uh, you left the room you were in, you went down the hallway, you snuck in past Butch, because the door, like I say, this is all sized for larger beings than you guys are, so you're able to easily Mm -hmm. get into the room. You're standing kind of near the uh, the bedding area, and then, boom, you shudder this creature with this thunderous power that it just sort of reverberates through its bones, and nothing really substantial happens from that. Um... It is going to, having just seen you run in, it's going to attack against... Oh, no, I said at the start output that it was attacking against Butch with its uh, claws as Butch walked in through the doorway. So that's going to occur here. Um, it's going to roll two claw attacks against you, Butch. One of them is a 26, and the other is a 22. Both hit. That is going to deal... Wow. Cheapers. Seriously? Yeah, that's a big hit. I didn't think that that was going to be like that. I rolled uh, it's it, the the attack does two d six plus the creature's modifier because it's a big skelly creature. Both of those hit for eleven damage. Guys, um, I'm going to need some help here. Uh, <laughs> I what kind of what kind of damage is it? It's a slash. Uh, it is okay. slashing. Okay, I'm at seven hit points. Okay, so, but this is just this one skeleton, right? Well, as you say that, you do hear in the distance the noise of something crashing through a wooden doorway. And anybody in the hallway would be able to see across the, what are those boxes called where where the, the dead people are in? Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. I'm trying to, I'm like, my brain is going, it's called sepulture. It's called sepulture. And I'm like, I know it's not sepulture. Uh, across the sarcophagus room down the other hallway sepulcher? you can see sepulcher sepul- yeah I knew I was I knew you can see that one of the uh, one of the bedrooms on the far side of the temple from where you are something had kicked open the doorway and is running down toward you um, it's able to get about halfway ish to you guys I think Falcus Omi and Job would have been able to see that you also hear the same sound coming from deeper down the the passageway kind of in a behind you ish kind of way and it uses the one there's another one running down the hallway at you uses pretty much the entirety of its action and its movement to run basically right up to Falcus 
Now, it took them all of their mobility to get there, so that's going to be the entirety of their turn at this point. It is now Omi's turn. Omi should still have a couple of spells left in her mm-hmm. uh, in her back pocket. Uh, currently, Omi and Job are doing okay. Uh, Butch is looking really rough. Falcus is doing okay. Ari's doing okay. So what, what what's the group's battle plan here as far as how we're using Omi right now? I think Omi would heal Butch. And I think she probably could have heard the clawing sound. Like, I feel like it would, like, there would be sounds of the clawing, like Butch probably making a sound after being clawed. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to say she's going to assume that was kind of a big hit. And so she's going to come, she's going to come close to Butch. And I would say do a third level cure wounds. Okay. A third level? Okay, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Which is only nine. All is right. that right? Well, all right. So nine is the base level cast. I hit the third, though. So what did I do wrong then? Thir- you didn't. Thirteen is the additional from the upcasting. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Twenty-two? Yeah. Which is what you just got hit for. So you're feeling much better. And then I'm going to say she's kind of smart and she realizes these trolls are big. You said they're kind of on the smaller side. She's going to come back by Job. Okay. As she moves back, the troll skeleton who snuck up behind Falcus, so he it's it's hard to it's hard to gauge their size, but he's in melee range with Falcus and kind of sideways with Butch, uh, and he was with Omi. Okay. So he would take an opportunity attack if she moved like that. Just so you're aware. Never mind. Then she's gonna stay up here. What is his melee range then? Because so his I, his hitbox is um here. Let me draw it. Because I'm wondering if she can stay in his hitbox, but back up just a little bit. Yeah, so like when she moves into that position, she's alongside him. So she's in his hitbox? Yeah, she's like, so like when you're adjacent to a character and then you move away without disengaging, which she doesn't have any more action economy to do a disengage, um, she would be potentially subject to an opportunity attack. Because of the size of these creatures, so these are large creatures, they take up a uh, 10 by 10 space, whereas you guys take up 5 by 5 space. We'll stay here. Never mind. She won't move back. Okay. Butch, it's your turn. Um, do make sure you note that healing because it looks like your health bar is still on the low side. So it, it did turn out to be nine, yeah? No, it turned out to be a total of 22. Nine is the base level cast, and then the 13 is because she upcast it, you get the additional 13. So it's a total of 22 healing. I'm okay. I do have a couple. I have potions. Uh, I'm going to. I'm at half health. I'm going to wait for wait on the potions, actually. So I am going to. Wow. Every if I reckless attack, does everyone get advantage on me or just? Yes, everyone. It it doesn't matter. Okay, Um, I am going to reckless attack. The the one that took a bite out of me, basically. Uh, I assume a 21 hits. Yes, definitely. Okay, and that is a, a 10 slashing damage. Okay, and you're not raging, right? I'm not raging yet, no. Keep right. in mind that, that we, it's been a minute since we've had a rest, and I, I, I gotta like keep hold, hold back on some of that stuff now. Yep, I just wanted to make sure that that we were calculating the damage right and the potential resistances and all that stuff. No, I, I appreciate it. I'm just 
uh, probably for the sake of the audience, I, <laughs> I'm telling you like why I'm not raging. So I'm going to go ahead and hit this guy again using my second attack. Got 25, nothing critical, uh, 12 slashing. All right, perfect. This particular creature, if it were indeed a creature with blood, would be definitely like beyond bloodied at this point. Okay. Uh, you've 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 cut him down to size pretty pretty good. Okay, but I have the benefit of seeing his health bar, and it's it's still you know you'd have to put a pretty good hit on him to uh to actually kill him. But I would like to use a bonus action. But I would like to ask your permission for the bonus action. Granted? Well, f- listen to it first, because I don't know if it can be a bonus action. I'd like to reach into my bag and say, l- grab my little buddy and say, let there be light. Throw it up in the air a little bit and go bright light. Daylight. Light. I think that that is an action okay. according to the item. Inventory. I'm, I believe it's an action. If you are within... You're right. Never mind. Because it's hard to see. But uh, you're right. Uh, it's Yeah, it's an action. Never mind. That will conclude my turn. Okay. All right. That makes it Job's turn. What would you guys like to do with your, uh, your troll warrior who you've brought with you? Murder, death, kill. Would he go after? Yeah, who would he go after? He would. He he would see clearly that there's a fight happening in that southern room, and that there is a troll skeleton bearing down on you from the west and from the east. Uh, but he would also see that the one on the west is uh real dang close to his leader, Omi. So I would think that he, RP wise, he would go after the one that's potentially going to mess up Omi. Okay. It's going to be awkward where to place him there-ish. What is his total movement speed? His total movement speed is 30. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he could he could make that. He'd have to squeeze past um, Where Omi I really want him is bit. like in between here and here, but I can't put him there, so we'll go here-ish. And yeah, I think he'll, he probably still just has his spear out. So we'll just keep spearing people. Okay. Um, I think he also has the ability to attack recklessly if you want to do that. <sighs> I already rolled it, so we won't do it this time. Because he rolled a nine. Uh, no, he reaches out with the spear and it goes like right through the open space between the thing's rib cage. Okay. No impact. And that's all he could do on his turn because he only gets one attack. Okay. Falcus, you are surrounded on all sides by the bad things. Um, Omi's right in front of you. You have a skeleton right to uh, your immediate west, like in melee range with this creature. Um, you can also see the one that's to the south that Butch is dealing with that's coming close to being finished off. And you can also see that there's one rushing in from the far uh, eastern side. What would you like to do? Well... Just to clarify, or at least um, my brain is telling me that I've got disadvantage at close range with a bow. Am I wrong in thinking that? Uh, That's correct. If you attack while there's somebody harrying you in melee with a ranged weapon, it would be a disadvantage attack. On anybody? Yeah, because the guy's like right there. Like he could 
like reach out and mess with your ability to aim because he's right next to you. That's that's kind of the idea. Okay. Then I'm going to take a couple swings at our, our hallway friend right here immediately next to me with my battle axe of bloodlust. Okay. Easy enough to do. You reach and grab that weapon. I think we decided a long time ago that switching weapons once per turn is uh, is free. Free action. Which I think is... Yeah, I think it's I think it's generous in comparison to what the normal weapon swapping rules are, but I I think that this is more fun. Go ahead and uh, make your attacks. Does a twenty one hit? Uh, yes. That is, um, I would be attacking two handed anyway, because it okay. is versatile. Because I don't have a shield as it is, so that would be six damage. That doesn't give you, no, because it's not a finesse weapon, so I can't get sneak attack. All right. Correct. Uh, and then here is the follow-up. Does a 16 hit? Yes. As 10 slashing two-handed damage. Uh, okay. Are you moving or taking a bonus action? I've not. Uh, I don't think I really have much of anything that I can do at this point in time that would be taking up my bonus action. And I don't have my dash disengage, etc. yet. So looks like I'm sitting tight right here in melee. Okay. Ari, you are in a darkened space. You can somewhat see that there's a troll skeleton before you. What would you like to do? I'm going to go ahead and say uh, it doesn't take the brightest of moons on the darkest of nights for me to turn into a beast who's ready to feast, and I'm going to warg inform. All right. And where's my that? So we will do that. And then I'm going to just go ahead... And do Worgen Claw first on um, the one that's in the room with me. And so does a natural one does not hit. No. Would you like to reroll that? <sighs> Fudge. Let's go ahead. I haven't done any bloodlust things yet. So let's go ahead and do it. Okay. With an eight. So an an eight still does miss. Uh, You have used the blood magic of of Zulgarub one time. Okay. Would you like to take a bonus action? For my bonus action, I'm going to go ahead and bite. I'm not going to do the bloodlust this time. I rolled a natural one again. We're just... Wow. Okay. It's dark in here, man. It's tough. Mm -hmm. You're having a hard time seeing... You know, you're swiping at this guy. He should have meat. But he don't. He's just bones. It's thrown off your whole game. And that's fine. Because once in a while, that's just how it's going to be. Would you like to do any movement? Nope. We're just going to chill here. Okay. Uh, on their turn, they are going to start a swinging. The troll in the... The skeleton in the room with Butch and Ari is going to take one claw attack against each of you. Against Ari, nine. Against Butch, 25. Come on. Is that the attack? That uh, well, that's gonna hit. Ooh, ten slashing damage. Yeah, they. All right. They hit hard. Like they hit like greatsword level damage. Now that was just skeleton. Ah, not the troll. This is the same. These are the same guys that you ambushed on your way into Zulgarub in the first place. But yeah, now there's a couple ha- of them. Yeah, we didn't have that much of a problem then. The only problem was yeah, figuring it couldn't out. hit you. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we 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 made short 
you know, uh, order of the of of that one, I think. And yeah. it was the the pr- only problem was is that's when we figured out that uh, exhaustion mm-hmm. was on the table. So it was a really good lesson. The one that's surrounded by Job, Omi, and Falkus is going to make an attack against Job and against Falkus because those are the ones who have been attacking him. Omi hasn't actually done anything threatening to him uh, yet. So against Job is a natural one. Against Falkus, I'm going to say natural 20. Let's see what happens. No, 14. I think a 14 would miss you, right? It misses. Okay, you guys are ducking and diving and weaving. It's easier for you guys because you're in a brighter area. Like, it's just not hard to avoid. Uh, he, His bud, his friend, his mate is going to come running in. Now, it does take him his action and his movement to get up in here. But now, like, Falkus and Omi each are like sort of lined up so that one's on the north side, one's on the south side of this hallway. You are pincered now by these skeletons. Like they've got you full on surrounded. Uh, what would Omi like to do on her turn? Heal butch. <laughs> um, yeah. She'd probably just do a level two cure wounds on butch. Okay. So 12. So she would need to... She is like more than five feet away from Butch. Oh, I can't see Butch. Oh, no, you know what? You uh, you can do that because that's still... They can... Caddy corner attacks are still in melee range. So you... Okay. Yeah, she can make that move without getting hit. So she would then scooch in to Butch and touch him and heal him for 12. Okay. And and I am healed. Yeah, I think that is that is it. That's all she would do. Okay. All right. no, like, no additional movement, nothing else like that. No, because if she moves, she's gonna have two people with opportunity attacks. So I mean, she could move back. I guess she move back to keep an eye on Job. But yeah, whatever decision you want. Like, I'm not trying to influence you. I just wanted to make sure that I had it figured out. She'll move back so she can keep an eye on Job. Okay. Uh, that makes it Butch's turn. I am not going to be reckless this time. I am going to take my great axe and try to try to make this skeleton fall into the pieces that it should be in. And a dirty twenty mm-hmm. for nine slashing damage. All right. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Not dead yet. Okay, so uh, 21 for 13 slashing damage. Just enough. This is oh. all, like you. It doesn't matter that this is going not your way at all and that this thing's got fingers the size of swords and it's been slicing you all up and down. Yeah. None of that matters. None of that matters. Those I have an axe. Hurt. I'm going to put it inside these bones. I'm going to make you a pile of bones and you just start hacking back, 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 back. You clobber this thing. It falls over more dead than it was uh, before you found it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do still have plenty of movement and you have a bonus action. The doorway, as depicted on the map, is five feet wide and Omi is blocking it. However, like I said before, these are this whole structure is built for larger creatures. So you do have the opportunity to get through the doorway 
It's just that the hallway is very crowded right now. I do have the opportunity to get through the doorway. Yeah. Then what I'm going to do is we've got Job on one side of Ami. I mean, I'm a tank, right? I'm supposed to be soaking up damage as long as there's still healing going on. Um, I have 31 hit points out of 65. I am going to place myself in between our healer, Ami, and the uh, skeleton on, on, on that came in from the sarcophagi on the on the right. So, so we've got Great. one skeleton on the east that I'm in between Omi and the skeleton, and we've got one skeleton on the on the west, and Job should be on that. So I, I'm, I'm trying to protect our healer. Gotcha. And that is my move. All right, cool. You get it into position. Job, seeing you run in against the one on that side, I guess, right? Takes his cue to do the same thing to the guy that he's standing next to. And unless you guys have a new plan, he's going to do the murder-death kill, right? Murder-death kill. Phenomenal. He is going to recklessly attack. So he will have advantage. And 18, 18 or 18. Yeah, both 18 and 18 are hits. Hmm. Perfect. So we will attack for four piercing damage. Okay. Every little bit helps. He's like, he's stabbed in again with a spear. And this time, instead of going right through the rib cage, it like chips a piece off the rib cage. And now there's like a small bone at its feet. You know what? It's fine. It's great. He only has one attack, right? So it's Falcus's turn now? Yes. All right, Falcus, you're surrounded. What do you want to do? All righty. Going to continue hacking away at this one right here, the one that we've already put a couple chips into. So here is one swing of the battle axe of bloodlust with two hands. Nice. Does a 12 hit. Just barely. (gasps) Oh, yeah. You swing through and you miss the rib cage and then you miss the spine and then you miss the rib cage again on the way out, but then it clips like the forearm as it's reaching out to attack you. Like you just barely got it. Five slashing two-handed damage and follow it up with a second swing of my extra attack. I'm going to say a 17 does hit for 10 slashing two-handed damage. All right, fantastic. Same deal as before. This creature is really starting to look haggard. The one directly behind you looks fine. You do anything else on your turn? I am not. You got us pinned here. Okay. Ari, you're up. Can I squeak through here and go to there? Uh, Yeah, it's starting to be kind of a tight squeeze. It's going to take you some extra movement speed to do it, but you only had a couple of feet to move in the first place, so no worries. Perfect. Okay, I'm just going to do the bite and attack again. So we're going to go ahead and hopefully roll a 12. Yeah, 12 hits. So that is going to do five piercing damage. Okay. And then we're going to go ahead and bite for a dirty 20. Mm-hmm. And that is going to do not six. It's going to do three piercing damage. Because, oh, right. Because you're Okay, yeah, because you're treating it like two-weapon fighting. Perfect. Okay, three piercing. And I'm going to take the three, for this one, I'm going to go ahead and take the three temporary hit points. 
Right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So total of eight piercing altogether with everything. Okay. Awesome. Cool. So seeing that Job left his defenses open because he attacked recklessly, the troll on the left is going to attack him. And I think is also going to attack Falcus because Falcus did more damage than Ari just did. So this one will be a roll with advantage against Job. Uh, 21. Okay, so that would hit. Job takes 9 slashing damage. And a normal attack roll against Falcus. 17. It'll You're 16, hit. right? Okay. Yep. Uh, 15 slashing Ow. damage. You said Job took 9? Nine? 9, yes. Uh, on the other side, this one is going to... It was running in to attack against Falcus. It sees Butch sort of jump in the way, trying to intercede. It's going to do, I think, one against each. Um, normal attack rolls, especially... I think, Butch, you did not swing with, with Reckless last time, right? So it's normal against you as well. Yes. Okay, cool. So normal attack roll and normal attack... Jeepers! Wow. Okay. So... I rolled a dirty 20 against one target and a dirty 20 against the other target. Hmm. I'm rolling this publicly, people. I'm not trying to kill everybody. It's just how it's shaking out. Today on the Total Party Let Kill me... yeah. episode. So was was the first one, are you going against Falcus first or Butch first? Uh, I think that the first one would have been against Falcus because that was the original target and then Butch was interceding. So this, this secondary attack would be against Butch. Okay. Okay, so 15 to Falcus. And then the second attack coming in is going to be against Butch. It sounded like you wanted to interject and do... I want to see what Butch's attack is. Butch's attack was a 20. No, no, no. I want to see what Butch's damage is. Oh, right on. Butch's damage is 10 slashing damage. I'm going to cut in words that. So I'm going to use one of my... Where is my cutting words? I'm going to use one of my bardic inspirations, and then I roll a d8 to reduce that. Nice. So, by eight. So you're going to take two slashing damage. Two slashing damage is something I can handle. Yeah. Sorry, I've been wanting to... My cutting words... Sorry, I forgot about that. There's a lot to navigate. Uh, My cutting words are going to be... You smell of swish and swine, your mermaid, marin monkey. Was that from the book? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm like right. that sounds. That sounds like it might have been from Monkey Island. That's a monkey uh, page of, from the Monkey Island. Yes. Wow, that's so amazing. I can't believe you were so creative and did so much work outside to come in with all of this. If I were. If I could, I would give you an inspiration. I still have DM inspiration. Oh, come on. Uh, but thank you. Um, but that was all That was all Casey's doing, because this is from the insult book that we didn't give back to that goblin and I kept for myself. I love that. Uh, so this is Casey's doing. Well, I mean, I didn't write Monkey Island. I just stole from it, which I think is a lot less creative than <laughs> than anybody could ever make it sound. It's Omi's turn. She's surrounded on all sides by... The skeletal remains of trolls that are angry. Allies who are injured. She has basically the world before her as to choice. I feel like I feel like she might attack this time. I've been looking at spiritual weapon and she can get two attacks in with it, it looks like. 
You, yeah, so when you use spiritual weapon, it's a bonus action to summon it. And during the bonus action where it is summoned, it can make an attack. Because it's a it. spell cast as a bonus action, you can still cast an action. You can still cast a, a like a, a cantrip using your action. So yeah, you can you can totally do two things. Two damage. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to use her second or her last, and you guys can disagree, her last second spell slot to cast this and damage the one on Job and then cantrip Sacred Flame to see if she can do extra damage. Sounds good to me. Great. I'm okay. gonna give 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 her a look and give her a nod like, I'm alright, go for it. Okay. Oh! Sorry, I just saw your HP. Uh, I'm okay. fine. Yeah. Don't worry okay. about me. Okay. Um. So yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna cast Spiritual Weapon. I think okay. that's a 21 mm -hmm. yep. to hit. And then I think if you click where it says Spiritual Weapon plus five, it'll show you your damage roll. Okay. And I'm doing it at a level two. Yes, I'm doing it at a level two. Seven force damage. Uh, yeah, it, Well, okay. Yeah, it's a level two spell. You're not upcasting. You're just casting it at its base level, right? Okay. Yes. Perfect. Yep. Seven force damage. What is Omi's spiritual weapon look like, guys? It says that it resembles the deities. So something batty. Oh, but yeah. I'm not creative, so is it a I mean, bat? I think it's a, I think it's a bat. It sounds like a bat, a baseball That's bat. That's pretty cool. <laughs> no, Come no, on. I'm picturing like a spiritual, like she literally summons like a spiritual bat, bat flapping around. I think that's awesome. Yep. So she does that, and then she's gonna go ahead and cast Sacred Flame. So. Dexterity saving throw. Nope. I rolled a two on my dex save. 12 radiant damage. Uh, okay. That one is like, there are like, like a thunder, like a lightning strike made out of holy power just slams down into this thing. Like it knocks an arm off of it. Uh, most of its rib cage and claws are burnt to it's it's radiant like holy magic it looks like it looks like it got ash bringered it's barely still on its on its feet barely the other one's doing great yeah anything else i think that's gonna be all for omi okay butch behind you there is a nearly dead undead skelly right in front of you perfectly healthy undead skelly what would you like to do Okay, like, if this were Warcraft and I were a spellcaster, I would turn around and, 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 like, do the one that's almost dead. But here's the deal. I'd have to, like, get through all these people, and I would be leaving Omi and Falkus, mind you, who's at 12 HP, um, vulnerable. Also, I would be provoking an opportunity attack if I were to go over, do the most obvious thing, okay, is, is to kill the skeleton um, behind me. What I'm going to do instead is I am going to take the chance and I will recklessly attack the skeleton that is in front of me that's got a lot more health. Yeah, and you heard that right, reckless attack, because I, I don't want Falkus to die. <laughs> Great. And... I mean, uh, Omi doesn't have that much HP to begin with. 
So, um, he here, here we go. Let me roll that again. Okay, so 19. Yeah. And with 10 slashing damage. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to do it again. Ooh, I need to roll better than 11. So my second attack had 11 and an 8, which doesn't hit, I don't believe. Uh, that is correct. An 11 just misses. Just yeah. misses. And that is... That's what she wrote. All right. On Job's turn, I think the idea here is we got to finish this guy off, right? Yep, so he's going to attack with his spear again. Okay. Um, Natural 20. Natural 20. Yes, Job. With seven. Okay, that was, <laughs> no, that's enough. Like, it's okay. he only had like five. Okay. I'm going to extend the same idea to your NPCs as I was to you guys as far as that was a natural 20. Job's riding high. Would he like to take more attacks? So I have a question about Job. Job and Omi are from here. They're going to know more about what this blood stuff is, I feel like. Would he do it? Like, would he think it's worth the oh, risk? Okay. Um, have him have him roll a wisdom check for me. 17. I, I think that you, there's no time to communicate this to you guys. Um, but I'll say it this way in order to try my best not to influence your decision making. He would not trust it and would okay. not do it because... He knows that Jindo is bad news and he's seen, you know, what the consequences have been to his people of messing with the blood magic. So I think he would not do it. From our perspective, we've seen each other use it when we've rolled well or bad. So now looking at Joe, we'll notice he rolled well and he did not follow the thirst. Yeah, I mean that's okay. that's a fair that's a fair thing to assess. Whether okay. it's because he knows it's going to hurt him or because he's been actively resisting the blood magic in this place anyway along with the resistance people who are all like none of them are into it. So okay. the idea that he would not do it is logical from that standpoint just as much as it's logical from the standpoint of if it's actively harmful he wouldn't do it either. Okay. So it's difficult to, to know the reason. So we just noticed he doesn't take it and we can yeah. use that nugget. How yeah, we you can it. run with that as you will. Okay. So since he has movement speed, I'm going to say he's going to try and squeeze past to here ish. He has 25, 30. He has 30. So I don't know if with the squeezing, that would be 20 feet. If you would say that's enough with the 30 or if with, I can only get him. I think with this many people in the hallway, he would need more than 20 feet of movement speed to get through there. Or he would what need more than 30 feet of... Um, 15 to there. Yeah, maybe. Because at that point, what, he's got to crawl over the downed skeleton. He can easily walk past you. He would have to squeeze through Omi and Falkus. Yeah, he could do that in his okay. movement. That's fine. Because these guys are tall, so I don't have to worry about Falkus's line of sight. So. Mm -hmm. That was what Joe actually, would do. Just so that they're not all layered against each other like this, I'm going to scoot him just a little bit, just so we can all see what we're doing. Well, okay. that... 
I was playing with the fact that um, I can't shoot an arrow at him without incurring disadvantage, and I feel like this right now is getting me an unfair advantage by, first of all, well, moving him in front of me, and second of all, now moving that skeleton to a point where I'm no longer now taking... I scooted him so that we could see what we were doing okay. a little bit better. Um, the distance hasn't changed, but now he does have two different characters interposed between you and him. So the idea that you might take a opportunity strike is still true, but at this point, I would give you partial cover because there's so many dang people in the way. Tanks in the way! Yeah, you got double tanks that, that literally have interposed themselves between you. So yeah, if you move away from them, you would potentially be subject to an opportunity attack, but you would have some cover for it. That's not necessarily what I was asking or what I was making the statement about. Okay, well then what were you... Well, more or less, it was the fact of where I'm currently standing right now and where the troll was right now is for me to use an, uh, an arrow shot. I guess you. I, so in other words, right now, he's you moved him so that we can see him, but he's not really moved. I'm still within melee range of him. Yeah, if you prefer, we can not do that. Let's just leave him here. OK, just wanted to make sure of that situation there. But even though, like, if I wanted to attack him, would I still be able to attack him with having Joob right here? Well, yeah, again, like Job is Job and Omi are both in the six, six and a half foot, maybe seven foot tall range. These things are more than 10 feet tall. So there's still plenty of space above your NPCs where you have clear line of sight on the bad guy. Um, you are still in melee combat with him. The like Butch and, 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 and Job are trying their best to get between you and him. If you take a shot now. It'll be with disadvantage with your bow. If you take a step back to lose the disadvantage, you would have an opportunity attack coming in against you. But because you have people in front of you, I would give the guy, I would give you partial cover, which would equate to a plus two to your armor class for the purposes of that attack, which is a normal thing. I'm not like playing favorites. That's that is really how cover works. Could what about a melee attack? Yeah, uh, a melee attack. Yeah, you could get a melee attack in. Okay. Is Job done? I would say he is. Okay. Are you doing your turn, Falkus? All right. Yeah. So I, the reason why I was like pay, pay, uh, putting that all out there is because I already had like my my mode of action already in plan. It was like, wait, wait, this just like just, just yeah, man, that's threw combat. everything out the window. All right. Actually, no, it didn't. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to verify that everything was still as I wanted to do. Um, I'm going to swap out the battle axe of bloodlust for a pair of daggers. Is the offhand attack, or at least, you know, two-weapon fighting with daggers, is that the bonus action that you're using? Yes. Okay, then I'm not going to uh, utilize that, but I am going to use my first attack action with a dagger for a 13. Uh, yep. Which is six piercing and five sneak attack. Mm-hmm. That's why I switched it up, because it's, hey, finesse weapons, and I get a plus eight instead of a plus three, and I get the Bam. plus five to my damage. So I figured this was the most advantageous to get more damage out at the end. So I'm going to do a second uh, attack with the dagger with my second, uh, my extra attack. Dagger, go. There's a 17 for eight piercing. Okay. And I'm going to follow that up with a second wind for seven health. That D10, though, only rolled a two, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But, hey, that's what I was going to do. At least I can maybe take a hit. Okay. And that's it. 
All right, Ari, you're up. Can I ask a question about Job real quick? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, again, I don't really play melee much except for bite and swipe. Since a spear is a one-handed weapon and a hand axe is a one-handed weapon, he could have been using a bonus action for a second attack, can he have? Uh, only if he puts away his shield, because I think part of his armor class comes from the fact that he is wearing a shield. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was wearing a shield. So if he... But yeah, if he puts down the shield and has a weapon in each hand, then yes. Okay. But he would have Does minus two Does the shield do anything armor. for him? Oh, it adds his armor class. Yeah, okay, never mind. Shield is equal to plus two. Gotcha. Never mind. He'd probably keep the shield up then. Sorry. Melee wep- melee things are, are weird for me. Can I have the ability to squeak between everything and go here? You would have to squeeze past two people and then squeeze past another two people. Uh, if you I could use do this- my Morgan 60 feet thing? Yeah. If you use your running wild ability, you'd have to use all of your bonus movement, but you could do that. So I wouldn't be able to attack then? No, you would have to use all your bonus movement for it. I don't think it's an action to use Running Wild. Running Wild gives you 60 feet of movement for the duration okay, of one so movement, just, right? Just six, yes. Okay, yeah. gotcha. When you said bonus movement in my head, I was linking it to like when people no, do no, that No, no, it's for... not a dash action. It's just increased movement speed for one turn. So I'm going to come back here, here-ish. We're just going to stay back there, though. So I'm within range, and I'm just going to do the bite and claw again. So we'll go ahead and... 21? Yeah. Oh. For one piercing. Oh, wait, no, that's not right, because it's supposed to be one plus three. Yeah, where's your um, where's your modifier? I don't know. When I do it as, because remember we put it as a weapon. Oh, So when yeah. I do so it off the weapon, it doesn't offhand, do plus three. Your offhand one doesn't get the bonus, but your... I did that wrong last time then. <laughs> Whoops. So we'll say four damage for this one. All right. And then bite for 16 for three more damage. Okay. And that'll oh, be it. So. Yeah, when you do two weapon. Offhand. Yeah, when you do main hand offhand attack and you don't have the two weapon fighting fighting style, you don't add your ability score modifier to the damage of the second hit. Okay. So. Uh, that's like a so, whole. Like, you. That's, that, that would be something that. Like a fighter could pick up. Um, I don't think barbarians get fighting styles. Paladins get them. Rangers get them. Uh, but that would be something that, you know, would have to come as a class feature. Yeah. So, like, the roll was a, a six, but that included the plus three plus modifier. Three. So you just took off the modifier to make it three. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. But you added the modifier to the first the one. one. Um, yes. To make the roll of one uh, a four. Yeah, we're, so it was seven, no matter what. I mean, it evens out. Yeah, yeah, we're we're trying to um, we're trying to rig together uh, a system by which it does it all for us automatically, and we're just missing. That's fine. That's okay, but that would be it. On his turn, I can't tell at this point who the most threatening presence would be for him. I think it would <laughs> probably be Butch because he's dealing like the biggest damage. I feel like Job is. Job and Ari are both sort of chipping away, but yeah, I think it's got to be, I think it's got to be Butch. So this last skeleton is surrounded, <laughs> surrounded by on all sides. A worgen to the east, a troll like warrior to the the west, and a panda barbarian to the west. This thing's got no chance. 
Now it's going to do some damage though. So let's 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 have it. Yeah, I think actually you make a good point because both of both of you guys are there and you're both coming at them from one side. I'm I'm going to do one against each of one against each of Butch and Job. So this will be Butch's. So 15. Nope. I think that misses. Misses. And against Job 22, that would hit. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll a damage. Oh. 11 slashing damage to Job. Which I think he can take, right? Like he's got health left. He had twenty-five. We're down to fourteen. We're 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 okay. Yeah, uh, we, we're, we do a we're about to kill we'll the okay. skeleton. We're about to kill <laughs> the skeleton. Sure, it's Omi's turn. So Omi still has her spiritual thingy mabobber up, and so if I'm reading it right, it says you can make a melee spell attack against a creature. On a hit, it takes damage, and then as a bonus action. You can move it if you want to and repeat the attack against a creature. It's not two attacks in one turn. So on the bonus action where it's summoned, it deals the damage. Or rather, it does an attack and potentially deals the damage. On subsequent turns, you can use your bonus action to move the bat and hit again. So like it's a persistent effect that stays in combat for multiple okay. turns. Like it's still around. You use your gotcha. bonus action to move it and attack. And then you use your action to do something else. Okay, I was misunderstanding that then. So what we'll do is... Spiritual Weapon is a very good spell. We'll go ahead and bonus action to attack him with that. Okay. An eight. No, the bat, like, and he, like, smacks it away. I think she would notice... No, because we can't cast a spell. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to do Sacred Flame. Well, so, all right, so you didn't cast a spell as a bonus action. The spell was already out. All you did was, like, move it. But, like, that's the that's the overpowered thing about spiritual weapon. It's it only when you summon it is the okay. casting. You don't have to gotcha. recast it each time. And it's not a concentration spell. So Just if you want to concentrate on something else, like, if there's another concentration effect that you can put on, like, it's bonkers how how much extra stuff you can do with with your bonus action I with this spell. I think she would heal Job. I think she would notice he was down quite a bit. So I feel like her action would be to cast a level one cure wounds. Okay. And 10 healing. Yeah, not so bad. So that'll be it. Butch. I shall recklessly attack. Go get him. The, the, I'm trying to kill this, this guy. With my great axe of cleaving, and eleven is uh, well, you, oh no, I get advantage. Right? Oh, yeah, reckless attack. So I roll with advantage, which gives me two rolls, and uh, neither one of them. I rolled an eleven and a ten, so that didn't work. So my mm-hmm. on my second attack, which will also be with advantage, I got an eighteen. So let's see how much damage I did. Fifteen slashing. Yeah, good hit, good hit. Okay, now I am depending on my buddy Job and Falcus and Ari to kill this thing before um, it can actually have advantage on me. <laughs> uh, I think Job's just going to keep spearing away, so. All right. Natural 20. Nice. This did not go well last time. Ooh, 14. Ooh, nice. Better. That's a real good hit. Uh, that natural 20 does come with some potential benefits. Would he like to attack again? 
again, I just don't think he would. I think that he would be weary of this with the information you've given. So okay. as much as I want to, I feel it goes against Joe. Okay. And Falcus and Butch can disagree with me yeah, if they want to. This would have been a, the, just the perfect place to have used rage because we're all squished in a hallway. And like all wow, these yeah. melee attacks would have been so much better had I yeah. popped rage at the beginning of this. Everybody would have had advantage on everything <laughs> like, they did. Everybody. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's too, too late now, but uh, it, and, uh, yeah, but I have one more rage and I don't know if we're going to rest or not. And, and I don't know if this is the biggest thing or not. So let's anyway, I didn't use it. Sure. So focus, focus. You're up. All righty. Um, let's try to put an end to this stupid thing. Um, going back in with the daggers. Dagger number one. Dagger, dagger, dagger. 21 to hit. Yeah. Nine piercing and four sneak attack. Way more than enough than was necessary. How do you end this? Perfect. I am going to like come around like the, the side of Job and just like get right in the kneecap and do a little twist. And he just kind of like that's like the keystone. And he just kind of goes, looks down at his leg and goes, uh oh. And just, and just like just crumbles into bones. Sounds like somebody does that with the xylophone. He just crumbles. <laughs> He's a pile of stuff. His skull is sitting on top, still looking up at you guys. Well done. It's been a long adventuring day, and our heroes are beginning to run out of resources. After this fight with the skeletal trolls, they are injured and tired. Will they decide to press onward, or will they choose the better part of valor and beat a temporary retreat? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.